Thanks for listening to the All Nations Church podcast. Enjoy this week's message from T. Erlenbach. We hope it leads you into a deeper relationship with Jesus and empowers you to advance the kingdom of God in your community. If you'd like to find out more, head to allnationschurch.org.uk slash podcast. Well, happy Christmas, church. Kids, thank you for that. That was fantastic. They're wonderful. Let's give a big clap for the kids if you're in here. Yes, the kids did fantastic. Uh, they greatly helped us kick off our, our series Jesus is King, but particularly Jesus is coming. That's good news, isn't it? Good news that Jesus is coming, but he's already come. But for, for the sake of the story, we're going to do some flashbacks in the Bible to tell us the story of Christmas. And good news has been on the horizon for the world. Over the course of the past few weeks, we've been hearing about um, a vaccine that's going to come and help us with the coronavirus, and that is great news a world living in chaos, hopelessness, violence, and viruses need good news. And so we're grateful that that is on the way. But there's even greater news. And the greater news is that God sent his one and only son to be born and to live on this earth, to be with us, to die and rose again so that we could have eternal life. So kids, thank you for helping set that up with me. But if we could, if you got your Bible with you, we're going to go to that story the kids were reading this morning, and uh, it's found in Luke chapter one. And I'm reading from the NLT version this morning. Praise God. Give you a moment just to get there. And it's verse 26 through 38. So if you'd like to read along with me, that'd be great. Uh, in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent an angel, Gabriel, to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her, and he said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think, what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and you will give birth to a son and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, how can this be? I'm a virgin. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Holy Spirit of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby will be born, will be holy and he will be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth became pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. For the word of God will never fail. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me Come true. 
and the angel left her. Wow. What a greeting. What an announcement. What good news. Good news because all of the world at that time, particularly the Israelite nation, were waiting for this king. And now we've heard the king is coming. But to help, it's important us to know in the context of that story, as Luke tells it, we must remember that he's not just a king, he's the king of kings. We must remember that he is God's son, not just any son. He is God's son. The kingdom is coming, and so we know he's a king because Gabriel even references that he will be a descendant of David and his kingdom. But this kingdom is going to be different than on the earth. It's going to be a kingdom that he's going to bring in who he is, and this kingdom will be forever. Jesus, the king, is coming. And so there was great expectation. I can imagine even in heaven before the angel Gabriel came, there was an excitement, maybe even a whisper. Is it time? Is this, is this the moment? Is this, is this when he is going to go? All of heaven was on edge as Gabriel was sent and brought the greeting and the announcement of the good news. I like in this greeting, in this announcement, that Gabriel, who sent on behalf of God himself, the Father, says at the end of this, he, he brings importance of that Mary's cousin Elizabeth was pregnant, who couldn't have a child. But God gave her a child, gave her a son. That's John the Baptist, as we will read in the stories later. But I like this at the end that the angel says, for the, God, for the word of God will never fail. That's a promise. That's the good news to whoever's listening and to us to, as the people of God to be reminded. That the word, the promise will never fail. No matter what chaos, no matter what sin, no matter what disappointment, no matter what virus, the word of God will never fail. The king is coming. And in this greeting, in, as Luke tells it, is incredibly, it's powerful. But there's another vantage point of this story. There's another vantage point that we get from Matthew. So I think it'd be good for us if we take another journey to the book of Matthew. That's at the beginning of the New Testament. And we're going to see the Christmas story told from Matthew. And as Matthew tells it, it reveals even more of the promises of God and the coming king in this amazing Christmas story. This is the important, remember, the king is coming. God has sent his one and only son. So we're going to pick it up in Matthew chapter 1. If you have your Bibles with you, I trust you do. Matthew chapter 1. I'm going to start to read. I'm going to read from the NLT again. But I want us to bring attention. I'm going to read from verse 18 through to 25. But I just want you to glance, if you have it in front of you, glance through 1 through 18. That's a family tree. I don't know if any of you have uh, gone on ancestry.com. 
It's quite a popular thing, people going out, finding out where they come from, where they have been, they're excited to find who I know, who am I related to, where does my family line take me? And of course, as some people have done that, they've found incredible uh, discoveries. Some might have been related to presidents or prime ministers or famous poets or that, but this ancestry line, this family tree, is different. Matthew takes us through this story and he starts with Abraham and he reads through the whole course of the different things that lead us up to Jesus' birth, his ancestry, his family tree. You see, a family tree is people. God's writing his story through people. The promise has come through people. And so as Matthew, from his account, he feels it's important that we remember the grace of God. So as this announcement comes, Matthew wants us to know, this isn't is any announcement. You need to know the backstory. You need to know how great this news is. And as we look at 1 through 18, as we glance at that, there are names. Those are people. And many of them are great heroes. Abraham is known as a hero in the faith for us. But within each of those names, there are some names that are listed that don't have such a great story. That are stitched with failure. Betrayal. I'll just name Tamar was a prostitute. But yet she hid the spot, but she brought in the promise of God through Judah. Ruth, she was a foreigner. She was an immigrant. She, she didn't originally start with the promises of God, but she married and was brought in to the promises of God. Rahab was a, a prostitute and a harlot who hid the spies. Yet these are stories. These are people in the line of Jesus' lineage. King David, we say, oh yeah, David, yeah, we know about that. But we don't forget that David was also an adulterer. Solomon, who was a philanderer with many, many women, that was his weakness. And then we go on and then we get to, at the end of the family tree, bringing us in, landing us home, that we're getting ready for this excitement of Matthew's going to tell us the good news. But before he does, he says, he finishes, Jacob was the father of Joseph who married a named who married a woman named Mary, and it was Mary who gave birth to Jesus, and it was Jesus who was the Savior of the world. You see, our failures, our wrongs, our sins did not stop God from loving us and keeping His promise to you and to me and to mankind. And he did that by sending his son. So God himself kept his promise in the announcement. We're going to read from Matthew here of coming of Jesus' birth. And so I'm going to pick it up here in Matthew 18. This is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. 
Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son. And you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message, or we could say to fulfill the promise of God. Another way to say it. So here is this promise that God said. He said this, look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son. And they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Isn't that fantastic? We're getting a different vantage point here of, from, from Luke's version to Matthew's vantage point. But it's all the picture and the promises of God coming together. It's important to know she, that the birth came because of the Holy Spirit. Not of a man and woman's decision, but of the Holy Spirit. And that's how our birth comes. That's how our, we come into this kingdom, is because of the Holy Spirit. Now, what is interesting that Jesus, from the moment, assuming he's given his name, that defines his calling. Names are important. When you name your child or that, that defines them. But this name was different than any other name. You're going to name him Jesus because he's going to save people from their sins. Isn't that good news? If you're hearing this again, you think, T, I've read this story. Uh, why don't you just rejoice in the story as you hear again, you've been forgiven. <laughs> that he forgave me, he forgave you. And that's ongoing and he's here to forgive a world. He, this is the good news, the king is coming. The king is here, and the king is coming again. Emmanuel, God with us. You see, it wasn't just God sitting on his throne. God wanted to know what it was like to be like us. He needed to understand what it meant to feel hate, hatred, betrayal, hunger, doubt, he came to live with us. Yeah? Now here's even a better note. He came to, God is with us. And when you believe in his son, God is within you. Yeah? And then God is for us. God is with us. God is in us. And God is for us. I love this news. I love this announcement. Jesus is coming. The anticipation, the excitement, the good news. This is different than anything the world is going to be. The good news is still Jesus is king. He's victorious. He died and rose again for yours and my sin. It is good news. Oh, it's good. In hearing this announcement, in hearing this promise, I'm reminded again of a flashback. A flashback that's got to take us back 
to say there's more than just what was said in this announcement. His name's Jesus, but who is this Jesus going to be? This name, this person, this king, what is this king going to be like? Is he going to be ruling in dictatorship or servanthood? Is he going to take power or is he going to lay down his life and be given power? This king's different. This is different than any other king that has ever lived and that will ever live. So, would you come with me on this flashback? This is going to help us tell us who our king is and this king that is coming. So we read, Joshua quoted it earlier when he was leading us in worship. So if you have your Bibles, if you join me in Isaiah chapter 9, I'm reading again from the NLT. We're having a flashback, and this flashback is really going back of a promise, a declaration, a prophetic message, as we read here in Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 through 10. For a child is born to us, a son is given to us, the government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called, here we go, this is what he is, wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace, his government and its peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. There it is again forever. The passionate commitment of the Lord of heaven's armies will make this happen. I just want to encourage you, this good news, the message, the announcements, the coming of King, nothing in all the universe would be able to stop the good news and Jesus coming to become king. But it helps us understand even more the promise of this birth of Jesus. The king is coming. But we get a little glimpse of what type of king. If we, uh, I'm just going to pull some nuggets out of this for us this morning. A son is given to us. We didn't take him. He was given for you and for me. I love that the government rests on his shoulders. It's not a burden to him. His, he is big enough to help and hold everything in place. He's a wonderful counselor. He's a mighty God. I like this. His government and its peace will never end. In rule, there's always peace. Really important to know that he is our king and we submit and we do that with joyful hearts because we know it's a place of peace. He is peace. He rules with fairness and justice and it will never end. I love that. We get a little glimpse now, a better understanding of this excitement, this announcement of who he's going to be and who he's going to be to us, not just for a moment, but for all eternity our wonderful counselor, the mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace, because Jesus wasn't just a son. He was the son of God. It's good news. It's great news. 
It's not just good news, it's great news. So, the Christmas story we have kicked off and started this morning. The king is coming. And next week we're going to hear from Dave Shutt as he talks about the king of hope. But now we're laying, we're, we're just starting the story, we're kicking it off. The king is coming and the announcement is that Jesus is the savior of the world and he is with us. So this Christmas story begins what Easter celebrates. The Christmas story begins what Easter gets to celebrate. I like what my friend Max Lucado, an author, he's not, well, I'd like to call him my friend. I've not met him personally, but uh, <laughs> Max, if you're watching, I'm happy to be your friend. Um, but he's a great author, and he's one of my favorite authors, but I like the way he says it, kind of summarizing what we've been reading in the context of the promises of God and this great announcement. It says this, God is always near us, always for us, always in us. We are forever on his mind and in his plans. He called himself Emmanuel, which means God with us. Not just God made us, not just God thinks of us, not just God above us, but God with us. But God with us, God where we are, at the office, in our homes, in the kitchen, in the hospitals, on the front lines, on the plane, in our schools, in our universities. It doesn't matter where you are. God is with us, even when we're facing our darkest moments. He breathed our air and walked this earth. God became flesh. Jesus our king, tame, lived and has been with us. And that's why he is with us. So, in summarizing, God with us, God in us, and God for us. That is the great news of this announcement. That Jesus, King Jesus, the king is coming. But can I also say this? The king is coming again. He's coming back for his church, his bride, his people, his family. He's coming, but we need to be ready. And there'll be an opportunity for you if you don't know Jesus, if you've not believed in him, there'll be an opportunity at the end of this broadcast for you to give your life to him. The king of hope is next week. But as we've heard the promises of God, the goodnesses of God and the announcement of God, it leads us nicely into our next, um, not feature film, presentation of a song that really tells the story of what we've been just reading and sharing with you now, sung by Hannah Clark, who's going to now sing that. Just, I want you just to enjoy. Don't close your eyes. Just, just, just listen to the melody of heaven as God ministers to you, blesses you, and encourages you. And remember, the king is coming. We trust you have been encouraged by what you've heard. If you'd like to get connected, you can write to us at hello at allnationschurch.org.uk or call us on 029 
4125. Thank you so much for tuning in.